Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 77, season 4, episode 19, entitled Argus, originally airing April 29th, 2010. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Jack attends Don Geis' will reading and learns that he has inherited Don's beloved peacock, Argus, and slowly that peacock becomes the symbol of Don Geis to Jack as he grieves through him. Uh, Meanwhile, Jenna is dating someone new and someone very close to her. (laughs) Someone very familiar. Finally, Tracy really wants to be Grizz's best man at his wedding, but Grizz has his heart set on .com. This is one of those episodes that sort of just sits there in terms of like, I remember that happened or I remember the beats, but I couldn't tell you exactly what episode they happened in. Uh, I don't think Jack's story is very good. Uh, I wish there was less of it. I just feel like, I mean, if that's his grieving process, so be it. But I don't know, there's just no, there's not a lot of funny in it and it doesn't really pay off of anything. So it's just, eh, it's kind of a, a whimper on the episode. But I do like the Jen and Paul stuff, especially Will Forte. He's always great. So we get to see more of him. Uh, and he's going to sort of stay around the rest of the show uh, sporadically. He's not, he's not, doesn't become a regular or anything, but he'll, he'll pop around here and there. Um, and then we get the Grizz and Dotcom, which we haven't had a story around them in a really long time. So it's nice to see them back on screen and, and getting some more development, even though it's pretty minimal. And it's mostly about Tracy. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's a fun episode. It's another one of those just sort of almost filler episodes. Like there's there's beats here that carry over, but most of it's just kind of fluff. It's funny. So I remembered the Jenna storyline, but like I didn't remember anything at all about the peacock, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense because the Jenna thing is kind of a very memorable plot for her. Whereas the peacock thing is, you're right, it's kind of uh, well, it closes out, I guess. Jack and, and his feelings about Don Geist and Don Geist dying, but you're right. In terms of the within the episode itself, it's it's not super memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just him wallowing, which I mean, hey, again, that's grieving. That's totally fine. But it's just like it's I, don't, I just didn't I don't I never found it entertaining or like I would just sort of tune out when he's on screen. So I'm just like, oh my god, I don't care about this. This is. But, I mean, I, I can't necessarily relate because I haven't le- lost a mentor in my life for anything, so maybe it's more impactful as you go on. But, like, I just feel like his story is so boring that it's just like, ugh. Nothing. I would have rather had more Jim and Paul time than Jack, Jack on screen. Also, I agree that it's good that Grizzin.com finally got another storyline because, I don't know, it's like every time the character used, like, they're used in interesting ways and there are some characters where it's like if you use them very sparingly it works but it's like I feel like they could be used more to good effect because like I feel like we learn like I don't know interesting things about them like every time we're on screen because like Chris has always been pretty I guess like emotionally neutral but this is the first time they've really done the jokes around how he's quote unquote having emotions when he's not actually really showing anything so that I mean that was really funny and like you know like like with dot comics all the time like he's secretly like very like literary and very like smart and like you know like makes references to like theater exactly yeah yeah, exactly he's very well yeah so it's like i feel like they could 
have you know what I mean? Those are those are things that they could bring out more. So I I, I think they've been underused, but it's good that they get some plot. Here. I'm trying. To, I know for Grizz, it's been a really long time since we've seen him really have a story element. He's just he really has just been sort of a backup background character. But I mean, dot com. He's had a few. Uh, he had the talent show, like he wanted to be on TGS, and then there was the, and I think it, then what came after that was when Liz was trying to buy her downstairs apartment, yeah. neighbor's apartment. He he played a role there, but so it's like it's like one or two it's like one or two episodes a season that they get more than yeah a couple lines, and like you know something out. Well, I guess in, in this case, their storyline revolved around Tracy, but something. I mean. You, a lot of times, like, their thing is they just stand around Tracy and, like, directly act in a relationship. Like, this was at least furthering, uh, like, some of Grizz's own... Like, Tracy's involved, but it involves, like, Grizz's life outside of Yeah, and that we see... We see both... Well, we see Grizz, not so much .com, but we see yeah. Grizz interacting with someone not Tracy or, or .com. Like, we see him having conversations with, with Liz on her own. So yeah, it's it's good character development for both for both of them, but more so Grizz because I really don't think he's had yeah, a right. storyline beat. I don't think the entire series. Well, I guess it comes up when he starts dating because when he starts dating the, I, I guess the per, the fiance right because or is that someone else? Remember that there was a thing where doc, it was a dancer or something. And that was dot com was dating the dancer right. Grizz, and, but and, did Grizz? I don't think Grizz was involved in that storyline. I thought I thought it ended where they were they were both in love with her. So one well, was Kenneth. Kenneth was the one that was infatuated. Oh, with the maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember Grizz being involved in okay. that. I think he might have had a fiance at that time, and okay. it was just like an unmentioned thing. I just swear it was mentioned before that Dot Com was in love with Grizz's fiance. Like not that it, has been. They didn't use the phrase fiance fiance. Those that the first yeah. time they used his fiance fiance. I think but, it was a throwaway or not a throwaway, but just like a quick joke that they uttered where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, and then maybe they they took that joke and ran with it and sort of built this episode. But yeah, I don't think they really had a big story beat. Def, Grizz definitely hasn't had yes. a big story beat, but yeah, but yeah. So this is the first time for a while we've seen them get some limelight, and it's good. They do a good job, all, emotions and all. <laughs> And then, and then there's a small running line uh, through the episode of Liz really just wanting to go to the gym. And they all know she's not actually going to make it, but she's she's still trying. But it's, I mean, it's there's moments in here. Like, I, I really like the Jen and Paul stuff. Because uh, Will Forte, I don't think I've seen him do anything in a bad way. Like, even if he's part of something that's not great, he still does the best to shine and does a really good job. But we'll talk more about him as... Uh, as we introduce him in this episode, although it's not his first appearance, remember back when we saw him the first time. I don't, but I remember you said it. Yes, I'll, but I we'll, we'll we'll get there, and I'll I'll expand on it as we get. There. I remember when when it, it vaguely ran what had happened, and you mm-hmm. and you said he right, but we'll see him again. I don't remember when he popped. Up. I don't. I can't remember exactly how he popped. Anyway, it was, it was a long time ago. It was a season yes. one episode. Um, all right. Well, as always, uh, we'll start with the cold open. Which is basically going to set up uh, Liz's small storyline of just wanting to go to the gym, as well as Jack's storyline of being bequeathed something in Don Kaiser's will. Let's hop in. Let's hop in. Lemon. I just got my bridesmaid's dress for Cerie's wedding. It is a 
Vietnamese size two. Dressing up isn't any easier for men. Do you know what it's like when a younger man shows up wearing the same cufflinks? You might as well be invisible. Yeah, well, I'm not going to let this dress win. I have a plan. This morning I joined a, a suicide gym. cult. What do you want, Jack? I just received a call from Don Geis's estate lawyer. Apparently, I've been named in his will. I know this is a difficult time for you, but word of advice, if the will says that you have to spend the night in a haunted house, you better hope that everybody else there is black guys and sluts. I just want somebody to remember the man by. Okay. His pen or his tie clip. Maybe that boyhood sled he held so dear, I believed he called it sleddy. Something which I, in turn, can then pass on to my protege. <gasps> Any chance it's one of those bendy hospital beds? Maybe. He did have three. He was such an amazing man. I'm not a big fan of that Citizen Kane reference. I feel like they could have done a little bit. Better. Yeah, they could have. Like they definitely. It's could a have. good reference. Yeah, in it, but not trying. Right, yeah, trying to reference it wasn't necessarily bad. It's just the way they did it. It was kind of like it was like we're doing. We're you know it's it's clear what they're referencing, but it's not like I don't know, like. The typical level of cleverness that I would expect. That was another short cold open. We haven't had one of those in a while either. But sometimes that's okay when you got a lot of story to get to. Alright, so we're back uh, from the cold open and the opening credits, and we are setting up uh, the Tracy storyline as well as the Jenna storyline, but we'll probably talk in between them. Before we rehearse, I have an announcement to make. Our boy Grizz is getting married on May 22nd. Jeez, another wedding. Life is like TV. Testing tells us that people like weddings, births, and episodes where a character dies. That's dumb. My heart! So I thought Grizz might want to take this time to announce who's going to be his best man. Um... I haven't decided yet. Um, I haven't decided yet. You sound like my mother talking to the Planned Parenthood lady. Seriously, which one of your rich and famous friends with hepatitis B are you going to pick? Let's not do this in front of everybody. Let's not do this in front of everybody. You sound like my mother being pulled on stage at a two live crew concert. Damn, my mother had problems. First, think about it, it is very true how many Season finales feature mm-hmm. weddings, births, and deaths. Especially very special episodes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think too many shows nowadays really rely on those tropes. But mm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like, as, I mean, well, you watch more sitcoms than I do. But like, did Blackish or Goldbergs or anything like that end with deaths, weddings, or funerals recently? Um, I'm trying to think. Modern sitcoms. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean. Blackish. I don't think. I mean, they're all s- still mostly children, or like mm-hmm. old in college, and well, she had, of, had get married plotline. One like, of them in the most recent season, she was pregnant again, right? Or was that a couple seasons? That was a few long? seasons ago. Okay. Now, yeah. The well, the most recent season was it ended. A clo- I mean, not a wedding, but close to it, where the the Dre, the main character's father and mother, have been divorced for a really long time, but they both live in the house mm-hmm. and they start like they, they're rekindle their romantic relationship so it's not a wedding but it's in the same it's vein. setting up something. You know, yeah i mean yeah they've had bursts they've had raven so raven simone plays his sister and she usually is on once or twice a season and i feel like she got married oh that's what, right so once he this passes and she's she's having a baby or adopting a baby but i don't know if that was a family anyway the point is i think yeah i guess sitcoms so well that was one sitcom but i mean 
Um, I don't know. I'm sure I could pull out other examples if I started thinking about the Goldbergs and the other <laughs> networks that comes I still watch. Once you said Raven Simone, my brain sort of stopped listening for the most part. <laughs> okay. Which is rude, but I, I'll explain why. Did you ever see that, like, TikTok or uh, what was the what was the one they came up with? Vine. Jesus. Uh, where I guess Raven Simone was giving an interview, and she goes, I'm from every continent in Africa. Oh, bless. And then there's just a quick cut of someone, like, uh, like watching the interview jokingly, and she, like, opens up a geography book. She's like, oh, continents in Africa. This must be that new geography. It's just like, oh, that's funny. Silly Raven Simone. Yes. I, I, anyway. I think she, she functions better as an actor than View. <laughs> well, I don't know if that was on The View, but... No, I don't think it was. Uh, I mean, it she got in trouble for plenty of things video. she said when she was on The View. Who hasn't gotten in trouble for saying things That's on The View at this true. point? If you're on there long enough, you're more likely going to say something. That's true. Uh, well, that, well the, the quiet token Republican, like the loud ones like Meghan McCain and Elizabeth Hassel that got in trouble, but like the Abby Huntsman and a couple other people whose names I don't know because I didn't watch enough, like who serves as a token conservative but actually that's probably why they didn't last too long because they were too quiet and respectful (laughs) they didn't say anything that caused controversy or made them look sound stupid so they they weren't allowed to be on the show long enough okay yeah i don't i don't think too many sitcoms really but you're right you're right that is a more but well i mean the office kind of i mean is a is a it's been off for a little while but that's a more recent example of like a huge yeah there were build up to a wedding you know yeah there were well they had the wedding halfway through this season, I think, with Jim and Pam's wedding, I think was yeah. halfway through. Well, again, so yeah, well, they, I, they ended a season with a baby announcement. Yeah. They never had anyone die. Well, they had people die, but never as like a big. It was more of a write-off or a goof. Uh, but yeah, so I guess yeah, I guess it's still common. But I feel like writers now are so troped out of it that it's just like we would never do this unless we absolutely need to because it's so hacky and there's only so many ways you can write around it. So it's like. Unless you're retreading the same ground and you're not doing anything fresh, why would you do that? But yeah, we'll see. That Planned Parenthood joke is kind of dark too. <laughs> it's uh, so obviously she's not saying it about him, but she's probably saying it about one of the other siblings he was ultimately going to have. That's, that's sad. Also, let's. Oh yeah, dies yeah, in the yeah. background, but he doesn't actually die because he comes back. But... Yeah, he's still around. But yeah, it makes, it's just a, a fun visual joke. Yeah. It's curious that they use a lot and they didn't use just some random person that could have been killed off and no one would have noticed. But that actually would have been really funny though if like that would be a hilarious way to kill off like a recurring character who like isn't a main but it's been around enough where it's like that would just be a hilarious way for a show to like go like here's this character that's been up from time to time they like die in a random background shot and you never see them again and there's no mention of it that actually would have been hilarious. Poor Lutz. Oh, brother, we have to tell Jenna we can't do her Kardashian sketch because Jack is bros with Lamar Odom. You are such a coward! You think I can't wait, you think? Hey, Jenna! So look, we can't do the Kardashian sketch. Okay, I understand. Pete, there you are. I heard one of your kids broke his arm. Oh, uh, yeah, the shed I built collapsed on him. Is he gonna be okay? What's going on? Why are you being so happy and nice? Are you soaking your tampons in vodka again? No, it's just... Well, I met a guy, okay? It's just been a few weeks. We're not putting labels on anything yet because the glue is abrasive. But I'm really happy. Is there any chance 
This might make our lives easier. No way. I have seen this a hundred times. She gets psyched about some guy, he reveals himself to be crazy, then there's a terrible breakup, and we suffer. Remember when she dated that sniper? And so it's over. Jenna, there's a laser sight on your forehead. Oh, please, he's not gonna fire. For God's sake, she's scared of his own mother! Orange Allen! Whoever this new guy is, we need to figure out his deal before she gets burned and takes it out on us. Tell me about it. Remember this breakup when she bit me? Pete, that was like two years ago. It just won't heal. What? I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. What other relationships have we seen uh, Jenna in? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's kind of funny that they say that, but we're almost done with four seasons and they haven't. there hasn't really been much of her getting out of a relationship and like going crazy or anything yeah, i can't think of anything she, of anyone she's dated but i'm sure it's happened like it, it was like either a one-off or like one-off in an episode or it was like a quick james scene. franco yeah although she didn't but she didn't go crazy no i mean no one went crazy on that yeah. but she well she went crazy in love but yeah yeah hmm. interesting all right all of you oh. that's a pretty sitcom-y thing to talk about like five or six or four or whatever how many seasons in something that you know an event, an event that supposedly happens every year like you know what i mean it's it's right. like it's like i don't know like a classic family sitcom trope is like they'll like have a episode about the dad's birthday in like the fifth season it's like every year blah blah blah, blah. it's like this is the first time you're seeing you it so like yeah year, so no so exactly so it's just one of those things where it's like yeah, i don't know yeah. just a day in the life like yeah. you missed that day last last yeah. season that's all but back at the or I guess at the will reading uh, a lot of people are being bequeathed items that concludes Mr. Geis's financial disbursements I believe all have been accounted for his daughter his lovely wife his even lovelier mistress his secret Canadian family and his even more secret attic family all that remains are a few personal items to my daughter, Kathy, I bequeath my pocket watch. It comes with very specific instructions for care, the most important of which is to not let the piece get wet. To my protege and friend, John Francis Donaghy, I leave a gift from the gardens of my estate in Connecticut, my beloved pet peacock, Argus. Hello, old friend. There's a fun visual joke when the... Is it... Uh, new leaders, are they lawyers? Right? Uh, I think usually. Usually. Yeah. usually. Uh, when he's talking to Kathy, uh, which is the first time we've seen her in a while, too, um, about the pocket watch, and it's revealed that she's hiding it in her mouth. <laughs> and then when the peacock is also revealed, it's back in her mouth, and the chain is hanging out of her mouth. Just, she just has an oral fixation. She can't help yeah. herself. And it's not the first time we've seen her with a matchbox car... Uh, in an early episode so hey man you do what you gotta do well, I mean you know gum is well sugar free gum isn't bad but if you have to have something in there I mean I don't know yeah no I mean it could be just she's fighting a hunger urge or something and she just if she has that in her mouth I, I mean that's the whole thing with gum most of the time is people use it to subdue a hunger yeah. no hunger. I feel like that's pretty on character for Kathy guys to like always just need to have something in her mouth like yeah. just to like occupy her mouth well, i mean isn't that the whole thing of people that suck their thumbs is it's it's potentially like a something they haven't let go of as a from their from their childhood or something like that i'm not sure I don't know. let's unpack that oh it's not <laughs> so grizz comes to liz <laughs> rhyming 
to ask for her assistance regarding the best uh, best man at his wedding scenario or issue. Yeah, Vietnamese size two. Beth, I hope it wasn't awkward for you when Tracy brought up my wedding. Why would it be awkward? Because of our sexual past. Mm. Leave it open. I'd feel safer. How can I help you, Grizz? Well, Tracy keeps pushing. To be your best man, yeah, I noticed that. But I want to pick .com. And, and you're afraid that Tracy will freak out. So you want me to help you convince him to step aside. You know my every thought, Beth. We really were the same in Diana, this place. Liz, Pete, I want you to meet someone. This is my boyfriend, Paul. Pete Hornberger. Hi. But you can call me Dallas. This could be the start of something for me. It's really nice to meet you, and I'm a big fan of the show. Yeah, so, Paul, what's your deal? How did you guys meet? Through a mutual fund. Friend, Jenna. Oh, of course, through a friend fund. Noted. And what do you do for a living, Paul? Oh, I work for a bank. Rep circus. He works for a bankrupt circus. Okay, he's hiding something. I'm guessing already married cat strangler. I love the subversion of yeah the people talking to each other and not getting their story straight. And, huh, and a messing, friend fun. Friend fun. Like, oh gosh, it's so silly. <laughs> also, I guess technically they did meet through a mutual friend. Mutual friend was Jenna, as herself and as a. Performance yeah. piece. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're not. She is their mutual friend. I don't. It's just. Well, I mean, we we reveal later on why. I guess I'm answering my own thought here, but so we reveal later why Jenna doesn't share information about her her boyfriend because Liz generally judges them too harshly. So I guess that's why they're they're being so dodgy with the questioning there. But still, as weird as Jenna's life is, and we know it to be. As we've seen it showcased, it just seems like why would, I don't know. I guess I think that's still pretty point, weird, even for her. It is still. I mean, it's it's odd and weird, but it still is just like she has a gaggle of gays that follow her around, and she's that's very weird. Well, but I mean, like not not many weird, not I mean, many female diva types no, have that. that that's no, pretty rare. Entourage. I don't know. It's just like the stuff we've seen her, and when I mean, we've seen how dramatic she is, like things like that. So it's just like I don't know. It shouldn't be that far out of the realm of possibility. Or, I mean, no, it isn't keeping with how narcissistic she is, but still, dating someone who literally, like, performs as you as a hobby is still weird. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. Also, well, I guess they explain it well enough, like, the Call Me Dallas thing, like, comes, is so random, and, like, they they does it again in another scene, and they're just kind of like... Yeah, and I don't... Recall it going past this, so it's such yeah. a it's it's something they could have picked up and ran with going for future episodes, because we've seen where Pete has shown interest in just running away from his family yeah. and things. So it's like him developing this new persona could could pay off and be a storyline later on. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, the show has handled Pete better the past couple of seasons than it did early on, but I still feel like there's I don't know like there's. The show's never done a really great job of 
writing that character. I don't no, know. he's never really been like, yeah. standout. Like, I mean, he's definitely been better than it was. I remember the first season; it was just all those typical like, "Oh, well, I'm married, and my wife sucks, and my family sucks." And like, yeah. they've kept some of that, but it's used sparingly enough that it's it's been better. But this is another one where it's just like, yeah, like I mean, I I, I understand like says, "Oh, there's gonna be a start of something new for me." Like, I get like why his character would do that. It's just it just seems like a random tag on to like give him an extra piece of plot that doesn't really but at least it doesn't revolve around his family yeah, it's, so it's, it's something relatively fresh but yeah no i get what you're saying like we're almost five seasons in and it's it's to me it's almost like why is pete even there like yeah. he's not adding that much to the show because he has to be the straight man in most of the scenes so i don't know it just he uh I mean, I'm, I'm happy he's there, and I, there are a few stories that come along in the next few seasons that are good, but also if anyone could have played those roles, so it's, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Liz hops up to Jack's office to check in, uh, basically, probably to see what she got out of the Will rating, but she learns that she got, <laughs> that Jack ended up getting a modern-day dinosaur. Hey, can I just get a single <laughs> living dinosaur? Lemon? This is Argus. He was a gift from Don Geis. His last gift, to be exact. Why did Don Geis have a peacock? Is that an NBC thing? No, Don owned Argus long before he bought NBC. Uh, peacocks can live up to 40 years longer if they're not part of Mike Tyson's home zoo. Oh, what a weird gift. Uh, not at all. When Don was first taking me under his wing, he and I would sit on the veranda of his home in Connecticut talking about business, politics, how to avoid getting paper cuts while making love in a pile of money. And our friend Argus would strut proudly through the garden. We three peacocks felt like we owned the world. Well, that's it. <gasps> How did he get up here so quick? You know, I've never told anybody this before, Lemon, but Don and I had nicknames for each other. Like we might someday? J-Town? We called each other Senpai and Kohai, Master and Pupil, terms we learned on a trip to Japan because they played the movie Rising Sun on the airplane. Don was my Senpai. And now this bird is all that remains. Jack, I'm really sorry for your... Oh, this feather went in my mouth. Oh, it's so oily. Lemon, he's marked you. He thinks you're his wife. Go! Get out! Do you think they're going to try out that peacock for the 30 Rock NBC Upfronts promotion episode when they promote the new streaming service Peacock? Oh, that's good. Good promotion. Uh, something that we have. Well, I figured we had to talk about it. And that was the perfect yeah. place to no, shoot it in. Very good because I'd, I'd forgotten you told me that was happening. Um, when is that? Is that the end of this month? It's middle. It's I think it's mid July. I think it's right before okay. Peacock launches okay. to everybody. Okay. We didn't mention the uh, what we saw with the Parks and Rec thing they did. Uh, was that earlier this month? Uh, that was fun though. April maybe? Maybe mm-hmm. in May? I don't know. Well, I think I mean, it was definitely late May, early June. Well, it was relatively recent. Yeah. We can get to that in a second, we but we should, we should yes, talk we should about 30 talk Rock about, first. Yeah. yeah. So, this show. Yeah. so if, if, if anyone hasn't heard yet, right, so 30 Rock is doing a special remotely filmed. I, I hope people don't think it's going to be like an episode or like something like the Parks and Rec reunion because yeah. it sounds like it's literally going to be the NBC upfront fall TV slash Peacock streaming service promotion launch whatever thing. Through the lens of using right using yeah. Thirty Rock characters as like uh, the way to like basically talk about it, I guess, and do like jokes and side bits and right. whatever. So that sounds fun, though. Yeah, That's I mean, a creative yeah. way of doing it. Yeah, it'll probably be fun. It just yeah. probably won't. I, I 
I mean, I saw it marketed as an upfront special, so they're not marketing it as like an episode. But I just hope no one thinks that because they're going to be disappointed if it's going to be yeah. like a modern thirty day, thirty a modern day thirty rock episode. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a good way of sort of doing that synergy and cross promotion that that Thirty Rock has joked about doing and having to do throughout its run. But yeah, uh, that's interesting. That'll be I don't. Now that you're presenting it that way, I'm not that enticed to watch it just because like it's basically just NBC saying here are our shows that are coming, you should watch them. Whereas like the Parks and Rec thing was just another episode. Like yeah. everyone was in character, and it was kind of awkward because like literally no one was in the same room except for Ron and Tammy too. Um, but spoiler like, alert! Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert for a throwaway episode. <laughs> Um, because they were married so it makes right. sense but like um, it was, I, thought, I thought it was cute I thought it was a little cute special that they did one to sort of raise awareness and, and raise money and things like that but also like they closed it out with the 5,001 candles in the wind like it was, it was it was cute like it wasn't a must see kind of thing but like for Parks and fans Parks and Rec fans it's uh I think it's something to maybe seek out if you you want a little bit more after you binge it again for the seventieth time. Um, but there's always something in this scene. Is there anything else you want to pitch for NBC? Peacock launch. Anything I want to pitch for NBC? Yeah, sure. Or, or let, sh- let me. Shill, I guess. Yes, my my pilot that I've written. That's, oh. uh, no. No. Um, no, I don't have anything else that I want to pitch for NBC. Darn. Has any of have any of those shows that are supposed to launch been delayed by the quarantine? Inside? So this past week, NBC and actually ABC Two announced their quote unquote fall schedules. But basically, they've announced what their lineup is going to be whenever the shows return the season starts. But they haven't committed to a date yet because they just don't. I mean, I think California has laid out a set of like rules and regulations yeah. around resuming productions, but. What, I mean, when networks actually start, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but The Bold and the Beautiful, the soap opera, like, start, like announced that they were going to start production, and literally after two days, they shut it down, because, well, they, they said to, like, to do more testing, which to me says that at least someone, if not multiple people, who either in the cast or people who have lots of contact, tested positive for the virus, yeah. because... That happened recently in wrestling. Uh, the WWE have been doing from their performance center like completely closed sets no audience they like the audience they have are people that also work in that like are other trainers and wrestlers mm-hmm. so they're the crowd but uh they i think it broke monday or tuesday this week that someone in the performance center tested positive and wwe were able to get away with what they were doing because they said they had been testing everyone but their tests were literally just like temperature tests and uh-huh. i guess that was enough for florida for them to get away with it enough <laughs> Uh, but someone is now tested positive and they haven't released they probably will never release that information because yep. they have to keep it close oh, yeah. to the chest kind of Good thing book. but yeah so now uh, a couple of their tapings have gotten delayed or gotten cancelled so mm. clearly this shit is not getting better <laughs> and I don't mm. understand why theaters AMC why they went I mean they 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 screwed themselves well they backtracked they backed out immediately but last night they were like yeah we're not going to take a political stance it's not a fucking political stance it's a health stance it's that simple huh but yeah they backtracked really quickly once they saw people saying this is stupid and I'm not going to come to your theater although still don't go to a theater maybe if there's a quarantine issue maybe it's not worth it maybe I like Christopher Nolan films Tenet's not worth potentially risking getting sick or getting anyone else sick just to see his new movie 
it's okay. You can wait another couple I mean, of for, months. Well, like, no. it's not, there's, is there literally any movie ever that you would risk going to go see in a theater? Right now, no, absolutely. Is not. there are there many movies? I was gonna say, is there any well, Chris, is, is there any Christopher movie? Nolan movie that I would risk seeing in a theater, regardless? <laughs> but that's not true. I actually did see in, I had Inception, Inception and The Prestige. Yeah. I both I saw both those in a theater. But Prestige is so good. Yeah, it's a good show. Good. But you like you don't need to see it in a theater. You can no. wait. Like I don't I just this. And it's not, well, I know, it seems like Tenet, I mean, Tenet is probably the sort of big film that benefits from being seen like yeah. on a big screen. Sure, sure. Stuff, um, I'm sure it, there would be a lot of sound design and things that come through that you wouldn't get on a whole media, but it still is not worth it. It's not worth endangering yourself or potentially anyone you know, or worse, a stranger, just to watch well, a movie. Not to mention pay overpriced movie tickets. I mean, it depends. Like, well, yeah, it depends. We, I mean, like, we have an AMC yeah. here where we've gone on Sundays for like, it's like four bucks or something like right, that, like for true. a Sunday night. So, I mean, that's not... So, it's not, Four dollars isn't worth... Well, no, I'm not going to... No, I'm, I'm not planning on going to a movie theater yeah. anytime soon. But... Um, anyway. Also, before we move on, I want to go back to the soap opera real quick because yes, apparently sorry. I don't know if it was the bold and the beautiful or other soap operas in general, but obviously because there are lots of love scenes on soap operas, so the way they were going to make it work in the time of COVID was apparently have like their if a if a character in a soap opera needs to be in a love scene, have like their real life partner be like a stand in for the other character the other character who's wow. supposed to be, so they can still film it. Without violating like people getting too close wow. to each other, Whoa. which is like hilarious. Like, what if like, one of those people have a same sex partner, but in the right. show they're in a well, I don't know. Heterosexual. I, I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure they're not going to write something that they can't right. do. Right. But it's like, yeah. is there going to be? Are they use like wigs? Like, how are they going to like? Cl- I guess. I guess you. Would I guess you have your back, wig, and clothing. Yeah. You could. You could make a good go at it. But that's like the most hilarious thing. I mean, it's a creative way to try to solve it. That's hey, so kudos funny. for being kudos to creativity. I guess that's. I guess. Wow, that's insane. Anyway, all right. There's one last thing that I wanted to 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 mention about this scene that has sort of always driven me nuts, but I was also too lazy to look into it until now. In that scene, Jack says uh, the titles and the names they had for each other were Kohai and Senpai, and. I don't know great Japanese, but I know typically you say senpai, S-E-N-P-A-I, as opposed to S-E-M. Uh, but looking into it, the way that it sort of translates in terms of the language is the N in Japanese is often pronounced as, a, as an M, which I feel like I'm reading into that too much because I know words in Japanese that have n or start with an n we don't pronounce them with m's but anyway it's he's not wrong in saying that but typically you see the word senpai over senpai and it's just always bugging me it's like surely no one got that wrong like as many writers are on this team and as prominent as japanese is as a language it feels like that's that shouldn't be that but they're both they're essentially they're interchangeable but you'll you'll more likely see senpai as the uh, the typical use of the word instead of senpai. So just clarifying for my own sake and for anyone else maybe curious why he says that. But yeah. Wow. I learned a lot today. You're welcome. That'll benefit you when you go to Japan a year ago. Yay. <laughs> ah, any other thoughts about TV, COVID, uh, the Japanese language, Bold and the Beautiful, 
before we move on. Let's hop in. Let's hop in. <laughs> so while Tracy realizes that Liz is get, is trying to get Doc Com as Grizz's best man, uh, he tells them why he shouldn't be and why Tracy should still be the best man, as well as Kenneth uh, has the now new duty of taking care of Argus in Jack's uh, absence. Uh, and meanwhile, Liz goes to confront Tracy about the Grizz.com best man situation. Hey, dummy, what are you doing to Grizz? Whoa, you watch your mouth before I show you the back of my hand. You gotta grow up about this best man thing. Liz Lemon, I don't even want to be best man. Why would I? Show up one time, not lose a ring, keep my shirt on through a dinner? Then why are you throwing a fit about it? Because I'm trying to protect Dotcom, dummy. He's in love with Grizz's fiance. Fiance! Oh, your stutter is back. No. Grizz's fiance's name is fiance, like Beyonce with an F. Aw, oh, come on. Listen, we cannot make Dotcom get up there and give a speech at that wedding. It'd kill him. Wow. I can't believe that you are using your infantile selfishness for good. I'm impressed, Tracy. You think that's impressive? Watch me stand on one foot. <clears throat> Hang on, I did it earlier. You're right, Tracy. You've got to convince Grizz to choose you. No, you do. Why do I have to do everything? Oh, I am never going to fit in that dress. Ford. Uh, I really like that visual joke of, I'm going to show you the back of my hand, and he has a little note that says, please be nice to me. <laughs> but he still has this look of anger like, I'm going to hit you. It's so silly. Um, there, we did talk over also, uh, when we're cutting out scenes for sake of time, uh, Liz and Pete have decided, or Dallas, sorry. Liz and Dallas have decided they're going to uh, trail Paul uh, to see what he does for a living, and they have now tracked him to a bar. That's a bar. We're gonna have to drink a lot to fit in. I don't understand where he went. Can I get five more beers here? Name's Dallas. I don't get it. Did we lose him? What if he's in a secret back room doing pot? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Miss Jenna Baloney. What did he say? Is that Jenna? No, it's Paul. I'm up and top is all that whole grain low fat. I know you want a piece of that, but I just want to dance. I'm Jenna, naturally. Jenna's boyfriend is a Jenna Maroney impersonator. Oh, God. I'm gonna need five more cranberry juices over here. He so, looks like, or Dallas looks like he's loving it. He's got a yeah. big smile on his face. Sick. First, I love the callback to Muffin Top. Great, mm -hmm. great work. Yeah. Although, so one thing I don't like is when shows like over explain things. So when yeah. Liz, Liz at the end, no, he's a Jenna Maroney impersonator. It's like, duh. Right. I mean, how, how oblivious. He looks like literally right before that, he says, I'm Jenna. And actually, like, what else could you. Yeah, that over-expository stuff is just like, who are just you like, saying this for? Like, we know who Jenna is. But, but I mean, even if, but I feel like even if you've, like, literally never seen this show before this episode, like, how could you, I mean, it's, right. what, how would you We've not get what just happened? Paul. We introduced Jenna in this episode. We know yeah. what she looks like, what she acts like. And the character is introduced as Gina Baloney. Who yeah. else could that possibly be? Like, yeah. it's just like, 
no you're right it, it's it's always just so safe yeah and when they do things like it says just like it's, but it's also like insulting sometimes yeah it's just that's like, just a pet peeve of mine yeah, when it's no, like I agree. It's, but it's the same, I think I mentioned in an episode recently when they always have act breaks and they come back from act breaks and they have to explain yeah. what happened between commercials because attention is so short apparently that people don't know what happened in between three minute commercial breaks. Right. That, How did we get here? I mean, I had to get a act? snack. I had to go to the bathroom. I forgot like, everything that's happened in this I episode. I get why they do it for that reason, but they don't do that in like theaters and they don't do that in... Like well, plays and stuff, right? They like don't have when commercial breaks. Well, I guess plays have act breaks, breaks, right? But like when the act comes, the second or third act comes back, they're not like, we made it. Like I'm trying to think like Book of Mormon. They didn't like, we made it to Africa so we can convert everyone to Mormonism. They didn't do that because you're yeah. watching the play but I think, and you're not coming in halfway to under, to try and catch up. Yeah, but also when people are watching TV, they're not necessarily paying 100% attention. That's like fair. you could just have it on the background. You could be doing other things. So... That way, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, obviously, if you're in a theater, usually if you're in a movie movie theater or play theater, you're pretty engaged with what's you going have to, on. Yeah, you're so. sort of bought in, literally, so you have to pay attention yeah. to sort of justify it, I guess. But, yeah. All right, it's just always... And, and more shows are doing it less and less on streaming platforms because yeah. there are no commercial breaks and things, but it still is... Like, like this for you, that's always a pet peeve of just, ugh, annoying. But, yes, Muffin Top is back. That's yeah. all that really matters. Also, a cute reference at the end there when Liz orders her five cranberry juices after Pete ordered his five beers. Yeah. <laughs> She's not getting drunk at all. Nope. All right, so we're back from the second act break. And there's a... Again, we're cutting some stuff for time. There's a, a fun flashback to when Jack learns that Don Geis has died and he immediately goes through the five signs of grief. Well, he goes through four stages. Four stages. He, he, right. he doesn't quite... Complete the last one. Yeah. But there's a fun bit where he says he went through it because it's like a quick one second action. And then Liz goes, you didn't do anything. And then they go to a slow motion of him trying to throw money and like crying and just all this, all the stages. And And then just pushing everything down. Yeah. That was his last step. Yeah. You just push it down and don't talk about it. It goes away. Um, But we come back and uh, Grizz has made a decision on the best man situation. And now Liz has to read it. Um, to tracyand.com and no feelings are hurt. Beth, I need you to do something for me. Yeah, actually, I need to talk to you about the wedding. I'm too upset to talk. Look at me. What's this? Grizz has asked me to read this to both of you. Dear friends, I don't want any more fighting or bad feelings. Tracy, I love you, but I've known .com ever since we went to Above the Beanstalk, a free summer camp for giants. I want him to be my best man, and if you care about me, you'll respect my decision. I will always be your... Oh, no, I'm white. I can't read that word. Um, Friend from the neighborhood, Grizz. I'm so honored. Now no one is getting hurt. No one at all. Thanks, guys. I'm so happy. If only more white kids who rapped along with rap music would follow Liz's lead on that. <sighs> a lot of apologies coming out. Of, I can say the word I'm just singing in a song. No, you can't. Just take your L, apologize, move on. Don't do it again. Or don't do it in the first place. Don't record yourself doing it. Like, I've never understood, like, those fail videos that go up 
like did they give that video like it has to be they had to, they gave that video to a friend to watch and the friend uploaded it because like some of those things are so embarrassing that it's like why would you put this up for people to laugh at you like I, I've never quite understood the mentality of some of those videos yeah and, and well it should be fair it's not just white kids Gina Rodriguez famously literally took a video of herself and posted it herself and then that's true took too. it right down when yeah. uh yeah once she immediately got when, hit the low yes. back yeah which she apologized, but still is like the damage has sort of been done. Well, she also has a history of being sketchy things. about. What I mean, she she let's, she does a lot for Latinx representation, but when it comes to Black people, she's said and done a lot of things that aren't great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this isn't a Jane the Virgin podcast. Mm-hmm. Moving along. <laughs> hey, Jenna. So nice to meet Paul. Interesting guy. How much do you know about him? Well, I lost a toe ring in him, so I'd say a lot. No, I mean, like, what he does at night and what he wears there and who he's being. So, you know about Paul's act? Wait, you know about Paul's act? How do you think we met? Paul won a Jenna Maroney impersonator contest, at which I came in fourth. And now you're dating him? That's it, right there. That face. That is exactly why I didn't tell you about Paul in the first place. Your judgmental badger face. Jenna, even for you, this is weird. Be a friend, Liz. Until then, I don't want to talk to you. You asked about earlier if there were any fun IMDb trivias, factoids. Uh, oh, we... God damn, we haven't even talked about Will Forte being in this episode and being in the previous episode. We completely... We mentioned it, but we glossed over. Did you figure out which episode he was from in the first season? It involved Jack's ex-wife. Which one? Isabella the Rossellini? Yeah, Isabella Rossellini. Oh, uh, uh... Prince Hat... Hat- right, Hat- right, right, right. Yeah. He was the... He was the... He wasn't the prince. He was, like, the, the, was the, the spokesman Thomas, or whatever. He was the, I guess, handler, maybe? There or, we go. Right, yeah. his assistant. Assistant. Spokesperson. Yeah, yeah. Will Forte appeared in yes. Black Tie, the season one episode, uh, as a Hungarian, I think is what was. Oh, I thought it was Austrian. Oh, you're right. You're right, because Jonas says Australian, yeah. The, uh, the Austrian prince, Prince Habsburg, uh, Will Forte played a bit character on that. So, um, but I mean, what, what he does with Paul makes you completely forget that he even was on the show previously. So uh, he does a great job, and I'm glad he got another chance to showcase his talents. Um, but uh, the other IMDb trivia that's that's on, on their site is uh, the reference there, Jenna says, of being in a lookalike contest and losing coming and forth that not only happened to charlie chaplin famously but it also happened to dolly parton and i oh, imagine it's happened to a bunch of other less. people but with the dolly parton one she lost to a man <laughs> so there's a little bit of extra funny there um but yeah that's not uncommon for a lot of people i guess to lose lookalike contests because people just go even more over the top or maybe the the celebrities are a little bit more subdued so they don't stand out as much i'm not sure but so there you go all well, the IMDb trivia. Yes. Well, the only thing is, Jenna seemed very pleased that she came fourth in a Jenna Marie lookalike contest. Like that seems out of character. Maybe. That seems like yeah. That was. Well, she found love in it. So that's maybe, true. Maybe that was her. That's true. So we haven't <clears throat> we haven't mentioned much about Jack's story. Again, sort of talked about at the beginning. It's just kind of, but uh, we're sort of closing in on it. Uh, there's another scene after this that will be the finale, but. Um, having uh, Kenneth tasked with being sort of the caretaker for Argus uh, Argus has sort of just taken a turn where he seems to be lifeless and 
not as full of energy as he once was, and Jack is checking in to see why he's maybe acting the way he is. How is he? He's awake, but... But what? Well, sir, I've spent a lot of time with peafowl. They make all sorts of different noises. Oh, that's a car alarm. Kenneth, what's your point? It's just, I've never in all my life heard a peacock say, Simpai and Kohai. What did you say? Simpai and Kohai. At least that's what it sounded like. Kenneth, I've been under a lot of strain lately. But do you believe a human soul could be transferred into an animal vessel? Sir, I think that there's a lot about this world that we don't understand. Like the afterlife. Or how bread turns into toast. Liz, I am in love with Grizz's fiance, fiance. Oh my God, I definitely didn't know that. Would you talk to Grizz and convince him Tracy should be his best man? Okay, yeah, I'll try to help, but can I please go to the gym first? No. Poor Liz, she tries so hard. All she wants to do is go to the gym and get fit for the she wedding. She wants to get that Vietnamese too dress. Um, so as Liz goes off to find Tracy to convince him to be the best man instead of .com, he bumps into who he, who she thinks is uh, Jenna, but it might actually be Jaina. Jenna, can we please talk about this before it becomes big? Hello, Liz. Jenna told me I didn't need to hide from you anymore. All right, let's cut to the chase. What's your game, friend? What are you getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? Yeah. I am the luckiest schman in the world. I get to be with the most talented, beautiful, sexy woman ever. So you aren't just using her for your act? My act? I'd never tuck my penis again if she asked me. All I want to do is spend my days listening to her talk and sing and scream at her cleaning lady on the phone. To be honest, Liz, I just don't understand what she gets out of it. I think I do, Paul. She finally gets to love herself. It's perfect. What are you two talking about? You, you Jenna. Jenna. This situation is empirically weird, but I'm glad you're happy. I heard what you said about me. You're so sweet. God, you're incredible. Okay, guys, let's just... Ew, Jenna, why are you grabbing his boobs? I like the fun reveal her chasing after who she thinks is Jenna and he like dramatically turns for no real reason. Dramatic effect. Uh, yeah, for the for the reveal, other than for the reveal, but yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah. yeah, that's not the last we see of Paul. Not in this episode nor in the series. We'll see more of him as the series goes on. Uh, Jack's story wraps up as he truly believes that Don Geis' spirit has become Wait. Before you get into any of that, oh, sorry, you didn't talk about Will Forte at all in any of the fish. I thought you said you were gonna, you wanted to talk about fish and whatever. His, you only talked about him being in the early of the episode from the first season. You didn't talk about any of the other shows or anything. Did you want to talk about Oh, that? yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, um, I don't have anything to say because I haven't really seen anything other than Last Man on Earth, but I didn't know if you did. Uh, well, I mean, so yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like one of his first big breakout roles... Uh, was not even a big breakout in terms of many people watched it and it was canceled after one season but Clone High he oh, plays right. Abraham your Lincoln. favorite that show is so good it needs to be streaming somewhere but I think it's Canadian and 
it's probably streaming up there everywhere, but the rights down here probably won't. Well, maybe when soon. Viacom CBS launches their CBS All Access Successing Streaming Service, though, that'll be on there. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a Nelvana Kaboom. I don't even know. I don't, what? Nelvana still exists. I don't know what a Nelvana Kaboom it's a is. Produ- production, both production companies. Oh. Like, it's a Canadian. So I just feel like the licensing rights. Mm. It was a. And then it, it originally was an MTV original, but I don't know if right. it was like an original like MTV where it's the same as on Netflix where they just bought the license to something. Right, right. I just feel like the license are all over the place, but um, that's one of the first things that I recognize him from. But of course, he was on SNL for several years. Right. Uh, as a sort of standout, mostly straight man, but he would also play a goofy character here and then. Um, and then, of course, Last Man on Earth. I think we both enjoy that show. That is a very underrated yeah, program. Yeah, we'll get Kirsten Shaw later. Is it Kirsten or Kristen? Uh, Kristen, right? Shoot. Kristen Shaw? I think Kristen, but now you're making me... Second guess or something? Yeah. I think Kristen Shaw. I think so. Yeah, but we'll get her in season... I think the end of season five season six like this starts to run together but we'll get her too so we'll get some of the last me on earth cast apart part of 30 rock uh but yeah no i mean and then uh i think his big breakout snl character was the mcgruber which was basically just a joke on macgyver uh which i don't know if you're familiar with macgyver yes that's one of those is that one of those shows that cbs just like rebooted but do you know what it is outside of that's that, the one who makes he like yeah, does yeah, he, he makes gadgets that out solve of, crimes or something out, out of everyday household items i mean it was a very 90s 80s thing it was i don't think well i guess i would say it's something you couldn't do nowadays but i guess they clearly did. They rebooted it so I, don't, I just don't see how that show could work with cell phones being a thing now like, i mean, couldn't I you just be like hey things happening stop <laughs> i don't know um but yeah wolf forte is just a, a great character actor uh who's been steadily working now two decades um he had a short run on like How I Met Your Mother. Like he's just he's kind of all really. Place. Yeah, he was. Uh, he worked with Barney and Marshall at their law firm. Hmm. He was a. I mean, he was a goofball. Like I think I'm trying to think what his name. I just watched that show and I can't think what the character's name was. Like Frank or Fred. Fred maybe. Um, but he was like. He would get like nosebleeds. Like his his bit was if he gets an erection, he gets a nosebleed. So. Maybe that was Barney after was, I stopped watching. Maybe. I think that was maybe season six or seven. Or oh, seven. I might, yeah, I might have been watching it anymore by then. Um, but, like, he was trying to be Barney to Wingman, and mm. it failed. So, I mean, he, but he's been all over the place. He's, he's, um, but I, well, you brought it up. All you have to offer is Last Man on Earth. Yes, a good say? program. No, it's, it's a great program. It's, was that a, yeah, that the Russo Brothers, or was that the Lord, Phil Lord Chris Miller? Because there's, what? Who, who created that? Was that Phil Lord and Chris Miller? I have no idea. Kaboom and Nirvana. <laughs> Nelvana. Nelvana. They helped create Eek the Cat. Do you remember Eek the Cat? <laughs> no, I don't know. What, oh what my is god, Eek the cat? you were just. I, don't I know, know Felix I don't the, the Cat and Heathcliff the Cat. Felix. Oh wow, Felix. That's a very. I know Garfield the Cat. Those some cats I know. Cleef. Cleefield. Cleefliff. Heathcliff has the best opening theme. I think of one of the 80s, 90s cartoons. Anyway. Uh, so anything else you have to say on Will Forte? Just go watch Last Man on Earth? Yes. Yeah. It's streaming somewhere, probably. Is it on Hulu? Hulu? I think it should be a Hulu show. It's a Fox thing, so assuming it should still be there. No, it's a great show. What, five seasons? Uh, 
I don't know. I, I would have guessed four, but it was something like that. I think it was five. All I remember was it got canceled on the cliffhanger. Yeah. And I think, but it seemed like they wrapped it up knowing it was going to be canceled. I feel like it's, no, it didn't. No, because it ends, remember? Because they, they, they discover that huge group of people. That's right. Yeah, and it's like, it ends yeah. with them, they're just all off in the distance and like they start charging or something, charging yeah. at them or something. But anyway, and that's the end and yeah. no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sad. But it's a great show. You should go, and they're relatively, they were 20, they were 30 minute episodes and there are only like 10 episodes, 10 or 13 episodes a season. So I think so. It's a relatively brief, brief. Ah, you could do, do it in a weekend or so. So we're wrapping up the stories uh, for sake of time. Uh, we're going to sort of skip over Jax. He has now fully accepted that Don Geis is in Argus. Uh, his spirit has become Argus's body now, and basically lets Argus now play the father figure role that he never got to, as well as confessing to Argus all of his things he's wanted to say to Don and his own father. Uh, meanwhile, Liz is finishing up trying to close out the Grizz.com and Tracy's situation and comes to the conclusion that saves everybody the heartbreak. All right, Grizz, I'm going to speak frankly to you now, and I can do that because of our sexual past. Damn, Beth, let it go. Don't even have a best man. Your wedding day is about you and your bride. So who cares what anyone thinks? Love isn't judgmental. Love is patient. Love is weird and sometimes gross. Love is elusive and you found it. So treasure it and maybe don't leave it alone with .com. That was beautiful. Look at me, crying like a baby. So now I am Grizz and Fiance's woman of honor, and he wants me to give the same speech at the Hunts Point Marriott while wearing a dashiki. So you're in three weddings in the same day. Yeah, you're welcome. Test time. Do you remember the three weddings? Because you didn't remember at the beginning of it. Well, I do now because you asked earlier. You told me. Should have saved Floyd, Sari, and. Grizz, the person who's the subject of this episode. I almost said Tracy, and I was like, wait a second, it's not Tracy. Yep. So we're, we're setting up finale weddings, so uh, they've got that right. But we're still a few episodes off from those happening. Um, and then I guess we should talk the credit scene, and this is uh, Jenna and Paul fully embracing their relationship to the public and doing a duet of, is it just called All By Myself? Yeah. Or is it like a parentheses? Okay. Yeah, they're doing a cover of that, I guess, for the TGS, TGS audience, because Tracy's there, but he's seemingly the only one in the audience, so... It's, I mean, it's fun. Um, I want to always use Muffin Top if I can because it's such a fun song, but I'll have to let it go for this because it's a it's a good closing out um, moment. All right, any uh, final thoughts we have on Argus as we wrap it up? So I thought there was going to be like kind of a twist with Jack at the end where like he gives the turkey... The turkey? Jesus. Wow. He gives the peacock... <laughs> Was it bourbon or whiskey? Was, anyway, yeah, I thought it was gonna be a thing it. where like he gives it whatever liquor that is, and the tur- and the, tur- the turkey. And the pe- it's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> nope. And the peacock dies or something. That was gonna be like a comedy, but that didn't happen. So I was, I, I. No, I thought the same thing too when I first saw the episode. I was like, is he gonna kill it? Like incidentally kill it? Like the other? It's. 
it's a weird moment. It's this is why I just didn't really care for Jack's story, and that's why we didn't really feature it this much because it's just it's so dull. I mean, I guess it's a good character development for Jack, but at the same time, it's just like it hits. He lets go. Yes, yeah. Don Geisen moves on to Cable Town. That's true. Cable Town is looming, uh, looming in the distance. We'll get there. Any other thoughts on Argus before we say adieu? Adieu. Adieu. Alright, well, as always, thanks for joining us on Go Today. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you next week in episode 78, season 4, episode 20, entitled The Moms, where we get Colleen back. It's been a really lonely time without her, so she, of course, gets involved in Jack's love life and snoops around to try and, uh, she says help, but obviously hinders his relationships with Nancy and Avery. Agreed. Uh, as well as all of the moms of various characters are on stage and happy mother's um, day yeah we get some more i think it's the uh yeah we uh, we learned that liz's mom was in a relationship with buzz aldrin and as well as tracy goes with not knowing his mom that well uh, even though he just mentioned in this episode that he knew a lot about her um he decides to cast a stage mom to be his mom uh with hilarious Outcome. David takes out. See you next time. When I was young, I never needed anyone. Making love was just for fun. Those days are gone. I go to the gym. <laughs> Words are the first step on the road to deeds.